Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and uh, I'm really excited today to introduce you to Joe Fear. Joe's the co-founder alongside Matt Wolf at Evergreen Profits, and their business focuses on uh, the acquisition of online properties and building a platform that, that passively sells products as an affiliate. Over the last 10 years of working together, they've uh, taught all kinds of marketing strategies, including content, emails, traffic, systematizing your business, and, and nonlinear ways of thinking. Um, if you haven't been to their site yet, it, it really is uh, quite astonishing. Um, I've had a chance since Joe and I met uh, about a month ago to go through the site and the, the breadth and depth of what they share is, is really quite interesting. And so uh, I'm really excited to have Joe here. Joe, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Awesome. Thank you, Steve. It's great to be here. So to, to give everybody a little bit of context before we really dive into things, can, tell us how'd you get to this point in business? I mean, you've created this amazing resource. I'm sure you didn't wake up one morning going, yeah, that's what I want to do when I grow up. So sure. how'd you get here? Yeah, I know. So it's been uh, my partner and I, Matt Wolf, we've been kind of working loosely, you know, either uh, kind of side by side in the same business or kind of supporting each other for the last 11 years now. So it's, he's kind of like a brother to me, which is cool. Um, I'm kind of this creative uh, thinker out of the box, kind of like quick start style brain where he's the analytical, let's think about it for a while. And, you know, so we kind of, that's, I think, key number one that's really helped me out, both of us out, is having a really solid partner that kind of keeps, you know, holds up the other side of us that, um, you know, without without one or the other, we'd kind of be, you know, going all over the place. So over the years, uh, we always started in the blogging space, uh, working on, you know, in the corporate jobs. I was doing a variety of things in downtown San Diego in a construction company, marketing department bored out of my mind, but on the side time was always doing some blogs, figuring out how to drive traffic and monetize with uh, Google ads or, you know, whatever else we can kind of put on there, uh, affiliate offers and whatnot. We really didn't know what we were thinking until, you know, iteration after iteration, um, created a, at a uh, animation firm for a long time, made great connections in the business space, the marketing space. So that was how I built out my network initially. It was doing a lot of kind of freelance projects, whereas Matt kind of took more blogging in the info marketing route. So he taught education that way, um, which ironically is, you know, when we kind of molded back together, maybe eh, it'd be six years ago, you know, officially in business, we kind of combined both of those things together into evergreen profits. And since then, you know, that company's morphed from a content marketing agency. A lot of morphing has happened over the last <laughs> few years. Um, all the way to, you know, we taught a lot of, uh, we have a lot of informa uh, information products for sale. They were for sale a couple years back. Uh, physical newsletter we sold at, you know, $99 a month. That was, that was a fun time, but um, wasn't as scalable as we wanted it to be. So we actually made a conscious decision last November to pretty much wipe anything that we had for sale in the marketing space, turn it free, or, or use those things as bonuses to sell uh, affiliate offers or maybe consultation packages, things like that. Um, our whole idea was to widen the net in the amount of people that we can bring into our ecosystem. Because uh, like you said on the website, we, we still produce the same amount of quality content, you know, cause they're 
pretty long posts and we have a podcast as well. So our whole MO now is kind of to give, 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 grow the list. We monetize through affiliate offers um, done in a strategic and, and helpful way. It's always giving value first. And then from there gets into consulting and then acquisition partners. <laughs> so it's- so I mean, it sounds like you've had all kinds of different, you know, forks in the road where you've made different decisions. Yeah. And as you've done that, did everything work perfectly or were there times when things didn't quite go the way you'd expected? Not as quite as smooth as you think. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the ups and downs. You know, you get the, uh, the peak in income maybe after a product launch, for instance. We've done a lot of those. Uh, we never liked that. So there were definitely high highs and low lows. So in doing that, we wanted to create a sustainable income that was pretty predictable. That's why we had the continuity business for a, a long time. Uh, but then we just felt like we kind of stifled who, who we can help. You know, we really wanted to just talk to more people and grow the network and then opportunities inherently, you know, follow. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, with that in doing that, we created these kind of traffic sources where we can flow traffic to our content, know how to convert them in a, in a way that, you know, we took from our past experience. And then now it's kind of something we can just replicate every single day. So it's a lot less of those low lows, not so much, you know, there are some high highs, but it's pretty steady at this point, which is nice. Yeah. Well, and you know, sometimes that's just the key is getting to a point where instead of these massive swings, you're just building momentum all the time as you go. Yeah. And that was the, I think that was the big mental shift we had to break through is, is this constantly switching. We almost beat ourselves up a little bit mentally because we felt like something was wrong in our brain. I'm like, why do we only focus on something for a year and then switch the business model? And it was definitely something going on. You know, we would always audit ourselves like, okay, this doesn't quite feel right. Or, you know, we do a pro con list very sure. simply and um, so, morphed that, that way. So what do you think it was that, that got you to the point where maybe after a year or so you wanted to switch the model and go in a different direction? So, uh, yeah, lately it, it was always, so we love producing content. We love educating in the marketing space, but for the longest time we kind of kept in that space. So we always taught to other marketers or business owners and, you know, sold products in the same space, which it's a little tough, you know, when you have a lot of marketers in that space, they kind of know what you're doing and, um, which is great because they can implement it quickly. You know, that was always the point. So you get great results typically. Um, so we just decided, okay, well, if we enjoy that space, why not just offer it for free and think a little out of the box on how to monetize things in that specific realm. Uh, but at the same time, let's, let's take, let's apply what we really know well in marketing into other niches, or let's start, uh, you know, focusing on online properties that might not have the best email follow-ups or traffic generation flow. So now, yeah, we're starting to spot more of these opportunities because we've widened the net. We're talking to more people and, and kind of spotting the gaps in some of these folks as businesses that we're talking to. So it's, it sounds like it, all of those twists and turns have actually kind of opened up other things for you. It's, yeah. it's, it's exposed these other new opportunities that maybe you didn't see before. Yeah. And it's, that was the scariest part was to, and we're not ones to just let it kind of slowly fizzle out. We're, we're the types that just like, okay, 
we're ready. We know the direction, cut it off. So like we literally cut off the subscription to, I don't know, about $15,000 or so of recurring income uh, with that newsletter. And you know, it's not, it, it's not, subs- it's, it's good amount of money, you know, it's recurring and it paid for a lot of our team and all that stuff. So our big thing was, okay, let's figure out that gap. So during any transition, we figure out what are, what's our gap monetarily at least and time wise. And let's, let's figure out how to flip that obviously as fast as possible so we can make that model shift, uh, be as painless as possible. Um, and obviously, you know, whoever's listening, it could be that gap could be tiny to or it could be a gaping, you know, Grand Canyon. So it's all how you frame it and how you, how you picture that. Well, I'm really interested in, in how you thought about making these shifts kind of leading up to them, because most people would, would maybe approach it in a different way where they would ease into it, see how the, the new model works, phase yeah. the old one out, that kind of thing. But it sounds like in every one of these cases, it's like you're running up against a giant cliff and then you're jumping off. Sure. Yeah. You know, so walk us through that thinking a little bit and, uh, and then how going through that, that kind of a process forced you maybe to, to act differently than somebody who was trying to just ease in or ease out of it. Yeah, no, it's, I think what's really helped is having a, a solid partner that I trust uh, in Matt. And like I said, he has more of that analytical thinking brain. He's less quick action, a quick start than me. Um, I'm definitely one that's a lot more spontaneous and just ready to jump uh, without the perfect plan. So with a combo, I'd say for one, having a great partner or at least a great team, you don't really need a, another business partner, uh, but at least a, a, someone who can think that different, you know, other side of the brain that you might not default to. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's helped tremendously. But over the years, we've just learned kind of what our strengths are. We always, we love to do the audits of, you know, personality tests and really understand what we enjoy doing, what we're bad at, and, you know, what people are thinking about us in the community. You know, we we're constantly auditing and surveying our audience as well to see what they want. Mm -hmm. And if we can't, quite serve them the best. I mean, we're, we're not going to do them a disservice and uh, kind of waste our time, waste their time. So through a, it's really the accumulation of all of those things. Every Monday, Matt and I meet, uh, which we're going to do after this, this uh, podcast recording, we kind of take audit of all the stuff that we're learning every week. And that was when that shifts kind of started to happen is one of those Monday mornings uh, we just do a full plan of the week and then how, how's our month looking overall. And, uh, and from there, you know, we're spotting monetary, maybe some gaps that are going down or, or something that we're just spending way too much time on uh, personally or for our team. So kind of all those boxes start to check a little bit more. We're like, this isn't really aligning with where we want to go as a company. And, um, and after a while, it just, it just became so apparent where like, we have to make that model shift. It's not really where we want to be at this moment. So that's a huge shift. I mean, you've gone yeah. to the point of basically giving away all the, all the content that you were previously selling. Um, I want to take a quick break. I want to come back and I want to unpack that a little bit for people and then talk about, you know, how that fits into the model that you're going forward with. So we'll Perfect. be right back with more from Joe Fear. 
Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Steve Gordon. I'm here with Joe Fear. And uh, Joe, you just shared with us how you and your partner, Matt Wolf, have taken the business on all these different turns. And, and every time that you do, it's, it's almost like jumping off of a cliff and reinventing the business. And you've just done that again with the business. And uh, you've taken the content that you previously sold and you've kind of opened it up and, and you're making it available for free. Uh, talk with us a little bit about how that is, is changing the business. Obviously, it's forced a different revenue model, but how else is it impacting? Yeah. So it's, it's uh, yeah, we were talking about that whole gap. So initially, I guess that was step one is like, okay, so what are we going to do in this space where the, uh, where all these information products were that we just totally shut off, you know? And so not only did we have recurring that we had to fill, but we had all these one-off products. We sold a lot on webinars, a thousand plus dollar products. So we just felt like, okay, if we're going to make this shift, we have to be completely authentic and go you know, new products for sale in the marketing space. We can't just be, you know, halfway in, halfway out. So initially what we did was to, um, we did some consulting. So we started doing consulting again. We took about a year or so off. Um, we were going to do group coaching, but then it morphed into this thing called road mapping, which this is something any business can do, which it's not, it's not a groundbreaking concept, but it's slightly different. Instead of group coaching, we kind of went to that thing again where we didn't want to talk to the masses. We really wanted to hone in on that person or their business instead of speak to, you know, in the newsletter, it was hundreds and hundreds of people very broadly with specific tactics, group coaching. It was just going to be 10 people, but still a little broad. So we wanted to go one-on-one -on -one. and that's what we did for a few months, filled the gap and more, which is great. We sold each package for about 5,000 plus. Um, so gave them like a big PDF instruction manual for a few months and then with some follow-up calls. So just that kind of package right there is great for probably any business if they're looking to do consulting in a kind of a different actionable way, which is really cool. People love it too. Well, that's totally, that's probably totally different than what most people would think is the natural progression, right? So mm -hmm. you had this, you know, this almost, you know, perfectly scalable. I know newsletters aren't perfectly scalable. Right. We have one. Uh, we actually just killed ours uh, after four years uh, oh, wow. four months ago. And so I, I understand the challenges with it, but you've got this thing that's scalable and you went completely opposite direction to something that really wasn't scalable at all. Right. Uh, yeah. It yeah. seems crazy, right? It does. And you're right, because that's that's why consulting, it's almost like the easiest way to start a business for one, you know, and, but you're right, you run into a brick wall if you want to keep scaling. So our whole intention was that was a temporary, temporarily, you know, like a gap filler basically is what we were calling it uh, at the same time. So I headed up that portion of the business, the consulting Matt headed up our content platform and that built out into phase two, more or less 
which, so that's where if you go to the website, you could still see, I mean, it's masses of content there every week, you know, three times a week, but there's always sprinkled in some, um, some different call to actions to tools that we use and um, no information where we're, we basically strictly want to save people time, help them systemize their business slightly more, increase their profits, things like that. It's all the stuff we teach, but we're going to give them access or, you know, give them a good reason to get a tool from us as an affiliate. So that's, that's basically the monetization process on Evergreen Profits now. And that's what uh, Matt's kind of baby was. So he's, you know, with the combination of traffic. So we go really heavy on paid traffic. Um, we're not constantly blasting our email list or doing these JV promos. We're, we're really good at honing in on Google traffic as kind of our source for all cold traffic. And uh, a lot of people are scared of Google. It's not that scary if you actually have a plan. <laughs> um, so it's kind of nice because a little bit of a blue ocean for where we're going, you know, with the targets of the, of what we're going for. The idea there just to go into the strategy a little bit is to grab people from Google ads. Um, you know, just the text ads on top mm -hmm. there, bring them into content. So we don't typically take them to a sales page. We go straight to let's send them to, to value something they can use. And even if they bought, don't buy a tool from us, yeah, you know, they could still get a loads of value out of that. Mm -hmm. Every single person who ever lands on any piece of content, we're immediately pixeling them in for any kind of retargeting we can do. So, you know, you have Google, YouTube, Facebook, and loads of others out there that you can choose from. So we, we get comments all the time. You know, it's like, man, I see you everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That, that was the plan. Right. <laughs> so, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't cost a lot of money. The, we don't have an ads team. It's just Matt and I that manage those ads. We're actually hiring someone now to, you know, kind of use our SOPs uh, for, you know, how we run things. But the, the beautiful thing is that it doesn't really take a lot of management for this whole thing. Obviously content, you have to create that, but with a good system, that's really what we honed in in the last, you know, four months or so is figuring out the traffic, the content, and then how are we going to monetize that? I guess with, with AdWords, it's a little bit different than Facebook ads, where mm -hmm. Facebook ads tend to get tired and old because people have seen them. Yeah. The Google ads are only showing up when somebody has expressed some specific intent. They're looking for a particular type of information. And really, your ad is just bridging them over to content that would help them on your site. Is that That's right. about how it works? Yeah. And, and the retargeting is really where the money's at. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times we will ROI just straight up from the AdWords, which is a great day because that's less work, you know, and, yeah. and quicker sale, but the retargeting, we call it the cleanup crew. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> they're literally just kind of, well, the whole intention is, you know, people can buy straight from an ad, say on Facebook. And that's where the bulk of our retargeting comes, uh, dollars come from uh, revenue. So that'll be a video that maybe highlights the main points, maybe in a minute long video. Uh, or we have an ad, and this is one that anyone can swipe. You pretty much have an ad that says brand name of whatever tool that they might have been learning about, or even just your content piece. And then a little questions, just in the same image, just say questions, question mark. In the ad itself, link that over to a chat bot, like at minichat.com. Uh, or you could just go straight to a Facebook Messenger. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but the whole intention here is let's start to answer people's objections and to start a, uh, you know, a communication path somehow with these folks. That's what we're always trying to do throughout our content and any of our ads is always start the conversation. Um, you know, if we can get them to do that, it's, it's an extremely high likelihood, usually around 75% that we're going to close them on something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we actually have a support gal that does all of our support, but also does that as well. And we pay her a percentage. Uh, it's about 10%, I believe on every affiliate sale that she actually brings in. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it's a creative way of doing affiliate promotions, but you could do this for selling your own products as well. And it's amazing. So the, the way that you've chosen to monetize that is not, not the easiest way in the world right. to create revenue, right? Because you're going and selling yeah. these tools. I, I don't know what, which tools you're, you're offering as you do that, but oftentimes, you know, if, if it's a tool that's paid on a kind of a monthly basis, mm -hmm. you're not getting, you know, a, a check for a thousand dollars every time somebody signs up for like MailChimp or something, you know? Right. Right. Um, and I, and again, I don't know which tools you're offering, but, uh, it could be something totally different, but, but most of the time it's going to be smaller. So you've actually got to have uh, a, a pretty buttoned up plan, I would think, for how you're going to retarget and bring them back in. And, and I would imagine because you're selling tools, you now create the opportunity, once you know what content they engage with, to market multiple tools to the same, that's right. the same prospect. And that's exactly, you just nailed it. And luckily a lot of the tools, so we kind of have some criteria of who we promote. We don't go everything under the sun. That's a disservice to our audience. So we, we really hone in on just about maybe 10 at tops at any one time. And we go deep. So we actually create content around each one of those tools as well. So like you said, it's, it's more of a long game. It's not a quick win, get in, get out kind of feel for mm -hmm. us. So um, luckily, you know, these tools that we use, we like to partner with folks that we know, we, we know that they have a solid product. We usually can get a better insight on how to market more effectively as well. So, you know, and it's, it's just leveraging our network. That's all it is. And nothing, nothing weird about it. But I think most people just try to, you know, at least in the affiliate space, you know, are just marketing someone else's product. They don't really understand it fully. So we're, we're trying to really bring good education and value around every single thing we put out there. Uh, but like you said, with, with the retargeting, that's, that's the bigger play where, you know, the affiliate stuff, it's, it's great. It's covered all of our basis and more. Um, and we're scaling that, which is nice, but it leads to more opportunities. So if we see a lot of people have, you know, they're looking for traffic, um, you know, whatever it might be a tool or just the content then we can really hone in and maybe there's an opportunity there for us to find a rev share partner or an equity option, you know, some, some type of partnership there. And that's what actually, ironically, it's, we now have way too many opportunities coming our way. So it's <laughs> like, and that was our worry. It was like, Oh, is this going to work? You know, but now we we're in the filtering phase. We're like, Oh man, <laughs> we have a lot. Well, so what you've done for everybody that's listening, because you may not be in, you know, the affiliate marketing business and you may never get in that, but, but what you guys have done, which is noteworthy is you've gone out and you've created demand and then you've tried to figure out where that demand needs to go. What, you know, what they're really looking for beyond what they, you know, what they've initially purchased from you. Yeah. And that is the, it's the right way to do it, but it's the exact opposite way of, 
than most businesses do. And most businesses go and, you know, the shingle is hung and right. here's what I'm going to do. Now let me go find customers for that. And you've gone the other way and said, let me go find customers, figure out what they want, and then we'll just figure out how to sell them. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, you nailed it right there. Yeah. Well, and, and so that's how it's, it's funny because for most business owners, that's, that's like doing a 180 mentally. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's a really important shift to make. If you can make it, um, it'll keep you out of a lot of trouble because you won't <laughs> go and, you know, create something that nobody wants to buy. Yeah. And that's, I think, and we did that too many times over the years where we built out this, literally this eight uh, week course, you know, massive, massive course. I don't know how many hours it, it turned out to be, but you know, most people probably never even finished it because it was so beefy had a great amount of content, you know, and it was useful to the right person though. And that was the thing. We would always build it after, or we would sell it after it's built, mm -hmm. which that was kind of a big no-no. You know, the whole start from scratch thing now is, that's where we've gotten out, out of that mindset of, hey, we need to build everything and then we sell it. It's like, or, you know, with these partnership deals, we're looking for an asset that already has traction. So, mm -hmm. and has some customer knowledge, you know, they've surveyed their customers. They know what the offers are hot, what's not. So yeah, I mean, you nailed it where I feel like that flip, if someone's struggling with that flip, definitely creating some kind of consulting package, uh, you know, and you might not be the consulting type, but you can do it in a way that fits your personality. And, um, you know, group coaching is not a bad thing at all. We just didn't feel right to us. Mm -hmm. Um, the road mapping suited, suited us and them a little better. It was easier to sell, to be honest, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a no brainer. Sure. Um, but that allows you at least to get some revenue if you're kind of freaking out about this whole, you know, if you're trying to flip your business like this. Well, and that's, you know, one of the things we always tell folks is start at the high end, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's exactly what you did to backfill your revenue as you cut everything off is, you went to, okay, how can I sell the fewest number of people and get the most number of dollars? You know, and you may not have thought about it in those terms, but that's exactly what you, you did. It's so much easier. Everybody thinks that no, it's going to be harder. Um, in fact, I was just on with one of our clients earlier this week and they want to build out, you know, this whole batch of info products. And, and this person's had a really successful business, um, you know, consulting over the years, but, but just at a point where they, they don't want to do that. And I keep saying, no, no, no. Let's shore up this high end and, and get that, that revenue, you know, solid. And, and then you can go and yeah. you're going to be in a much better position to do that, that lower offer that will ultimately scale. Yes. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't remember that they can really scale to the moon. There's always going to be a percentage of folks on your list, your email list, or your, your current, current clients that will spend usually about four to five times more minimum than that offer they previously purchased. Mm -hmm. And if you just put it out there, I mean, don't build it necessarily, you know, but at least put the offer out there, structure it to something where, you know, it solves their present pain and then gives them hope for whatever their goal is in the short term, at least. Um, there's usually a good offer there that you can, you can really profit quite a bit from a lot less work as well. And it could be something you're already doing you know, that you could just kind of pluck out, charge more for, give higher value. And then, you know, that could totally alleviate any problems of shifting a business, you know, flipping one around. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Joe, if, if folks want to find out more about what you guys are doing, and I, I recommend if you're listening to this first, go check out 
the, the Hustle and Flowchart podcast. It, it's awesome. Great podcast. And, uh, and go check out um, the website because they've, they've got all these amazing tools that, that you would have paid money for uh, not too long ago. <laughs> and uh, these, these really great uh, resources that where if you have a question about a particular kind of marketing uh, or something in your business, it's probably answered up there. And so, uh, Joe, where, where's the best place for folks to go? Where do you want them to go? Yeah, evergreenprofits.com is the kind of the hub of everything. So you could find okay. it all there. And I highly recommend using the search option on there. If you have any keyword like email marketing or something, just use that. We've actually refined it. It works really well, unlike most blogs out there. <laughs> um, so you can, you can kind of shortcut a lot of the content. And you can find the podcast on there as well. Yeah, great podcast. And uh, I recommend you go check it out. Uh, Joe Fear, thanks so much for being on The Unstoppable CEO. Great to see you. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to The Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.